0: White Cloud shoots, knocked down, a rebound, score! Chandler Stevenson! Rebound goal for the Knights. Chandler with two great looks in that
1: sequence. Nobody is ever satisfied with one, so we're back for a second hour of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Michael
2: Shuffling, down to the goal line. Carlson dancing, out in front, score! Backhand pass, Carlson to Marcheseau.
3: What a goal!
1: From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com, here is Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Make it happen in hour number two of the VGK Insider
2: Show. We're going to talk a little bit about what happened yesterday for the Vegas Golden Knights' uh, 25th victory of the season, being the Nashville Predators behind the first ever regular season hat trick of Mark Stone's career. Uh, Mm -hmm. There is some great goaltending that uh, we witnessed uh, the last couple of games. Logan Thompson's got a little bit of a roll going uh, at home, and uh, the Golden Knights are are piling up some points uh, on home ice, and uh, they've got two more games left on this homestand. We've got our game rating uh, to come, and we also have one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League, and there's a long list of things to (coughs) update uh, people on. Uh, There was some wild weather over the course of the weekend. We saw that if you were watching football. Uh, Definitely around Buffalo but that affected some travel uh, of the National Hockey League so I can fill you in on a a couple of uh, different uh, little stories on that side of it on Fox Sports Las Vegas and uh, this is uh, a case where the Golden Knights uh, I think every win is is great it's not a bonus they're they're a Stanley Cup champion it's not looked at that at all at this point Uh, Bruce Cassidy was very uh, optimistic and uh Uh, looking forward to how they were going to be able to compete yesterday. And I think uh, you were uh, satisfied with what you saw from a defensive point of view and what those six defensemen have done uh, and uh, the way they reacted to the Calgary game to up front in uh, a situation where you made a first uh, game for Brendan Bresson to a captain leading the way and, Jonathan
4: Marshall scoring in his 600th game there's there's
2: a lot of positives to take out of that game
4: yesterday oh absolutely I think the Golden Knights played a really strong 60 minute game it, it was it perfect no but was it close? Yeah, it was. I, you know, I think you look back at the the first fifteen minutes of the first period, and you you look at the, the the shot clock, and you think that, you know, maybe maybe Vegas is is kind of on their heels a little bit more than you'd like them to. But then you start to to think about the Nashville Predators and grade a chances. There weren't a ton of them in that in that first 15 minutes, Logan Thompson was able to get into a groove. And then, you know, the golden Knights put together two really strong shifts in the offensive zone and they've got a lead. And and then they extend that lead early on in the second period, a little bit of transition offense from Vegas and Mark stone had himself a night. And, you know, you look at all those things for the golden Knights and it was kind of the blueprint of how you're going to need to play right now. You have to defend. Well, you have to be opportunistic and you've got to keep games low scoring so that you can win. We leave our phone lines open. If you have a thought, a comment, uh, dial us up,
2: and if we've got a a little bit of space in the show, we will put you on beyond just the regular first block of uh, the start of every week. And uh, that's the case right now. Uh, Let's uh, go to line number four, and uh, welcome to the program Jeff uh, from Henderson. Jeff uh, from Henderson, how are you?
3: i'm good how are you guys doing we we are doing great this great. is jeff
2: sharples uh who has been on the tv side and uh, been with us uh, before on the vgk insider show former national hockey league defenseman uh, you and i go back and forth uh, all day long uh, regarding different aspects of the game but the news that jack eichel has surgery uh, today what was uh, what was your reaction
3: yeah it's just it kind of uh in the nhl right you want to be strong up the middle uh and right now uh there's nobody uh, much stronger than, than Jack Eichel's been this year. And, and obviously, you know, the superstars that play in that position, uh, Connor McDavid obviously comes to mind, uh, some other top-flight players. But over the last year and a half, or I guess we're halfway point, there hasn't been anybody uh, stronger in the 200-foot game in the superstar role than, than Jack. So it's a huge, huge hole to fill. And, uh, you know, I, I I might even go out there and say that, you'll probably never get any real consideration for it. And I know you talk about Wild Bill, but uh, he's been so good. And I, I looked at him as a possible selkie candidate. Power play, penalty kill, uh, regular shift. He's always up against the top line, top D on the other team. Uh, but if you watch him backtrack on the puck uh, since he's got to Vegas and how he's worked on his, his, his full full ice game, 200 foot, it's been really impressive. So it's not a, a huge hit offensively it's also a hit defensively
2: Yeah, you know, i talked to bruce about that uh point of view on not just offensively or defensively but uh, i put it in terms of power play or a penalty kill where do you miss jack more and that was never really a question before but he's evolved his game so much that uh that he's become a pretty important part of the penalty kill now jeff
3: he certainly has and you know uh Watching him uh, as as he kind of got back and got healthy again over the last year and a bit here in Vegas, he's been able to pull people out of their seats, and that's like when a superstar. That's kind of the the trait that they have. They're able to do something that uh, other people aren't, and he was able to create opportunities, uh, you know, by on the PK, uh, you know, regularly, and 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 able to put teams on the defensive when they were, you know, they had the extra man. So it's a big hit. Um, there's no question about it. But, um, you know, the one thing about the Knights over the course of their existence is they've had extended periods where, where their top players have been out and they have found a way uh, more times than not. And, in, and now, you know, it's time to dig in again and, and, and find that way forward. And I think, Mark Stone showed last night uh, that, you know, he was willing to lead the charge.
2: Former Detroit Red Wing, former Las Vegas Thunder, Jeff Sharples with us. Jeff Ian Henderson on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
4: <laughs> you know, Jeff, it's it's funny because I've been banging the Jack Eichel for Selkie drum uh, for a little while now. Um, and, and obviously the injury kind of throws a wrench into that, but it, is there... Why? Why do you think maybe he wouldn't get the recognition for that? Is it because people still view Jack Eichel's second overall pick, offensively gifted, or uh, has he maybe just not like opened enough people's eyes to the fact that he's elite defensively? Like, I don't know what else he could do at this point, but why do you think he, he maybe doesn't get the consideration that way?
3: Yeah, that's a good good uh, point and good question, Ryan. I think I think a lot of it has to do with he came out and he, you know, he. he he was a, you know, high-end prospect, obviously second overall and, and you know, playing in Buffalo and, and, you know, scoring a lot of points. But I don't know what more people needed to see than the, you know, after game one against Winnipeg in the playoffs last spring. I mean, I don't know if there was anybody better. And, you know, Jack hadn't played in the playoff game before that. And so, you, you know, you always say, well, he plays out west, you know, and then the people out east who vote aren't, aren't watching. Well, the Golden Knights uh, were front and center uh, the whole last spring, right to the end. And um, I, I got to tell you, when I'm down there and I watch, and even you know, on the, when I'm not in T-Mobile or watching them on the road, the way he backtracks, and, and we, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier, is is as good as anybody in the league. And the thing that he has going for him is he's such a powerful skater, he's able to recover uh and and you know make things make things happen and, and break up plays you see it all the time so uh yeah he might not ever get the uh uh you know kind of pub that he he's he's earned as far as I'm concerned as good of uh 200 foot player as he is but uh uh I think one of the big things would be that well he's you know they kind of look at him in the Austin Matthews Connor McDavid maybe Nathan McKinnon, kind of that kind of thing where those guys are huge offensive stars and they don't really consider them to be uh, defensive uh, players. But uh, the Knights don't win the Stanley Cup without him playing the way he did last year in the defensive zone. It's just, I think it's as simple as that.
2: Just uh, not to be the contrarian, but uh, I do have a different thought on this, you guys. <laughs> the the Selkie Trophy is uh, a, a trophy and a battle. Uh, that you have to work your way into, to be quite honest. There's like a, almost a years of service uh, before before you're even uh, considered uh, in this, and um, you have to be uh, around and be of that ilk and that you know, that style. Jack Eichel uh, didn't cap penalties before uh, this year. Uh, people are are learning as he goes around the National Hockey League that he's uh, valuable in this uh, regard, and uh, nobody's as much as we like to think that uh, everybody is aware of all things in the nhl uh th- there's there's a part that uh, that just has to grow almost organically when it comes to the selkie you can you can have a great first half uh, and be a, a vesna trophy candidate because if you look at the numbers uh or they the they aren't ross so you, there's no numbers really uh that uh, that uh, people can say this is a selkie trophy winner so uh give us give it some time uh and and the other part is like william carlson is a is a great right center too, two-way center. Uh, and uh, if, if you're talking Selkie and I don't like talking Selkie because I don't, uh, I put my stock. You in hate all the, the Selkie. Ones. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big Selkie fan to be uh, yeah. fully uh, upfront. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if you, if you want to talk Selkie contenders, uh, William Carlson is right there uh, as well uh, when it comes to the effectiveness. So let's uh, let's get into uh, where the backfill comes. And uh, Matty can play centre. Uh, Howden can play centre. Uh, they had uh, Byron Fraze up. Uh, he can play centre. But uh, Nick Waugh, uh, I think this is go time for, for Nick Waugh to play uh, top six minutes uh, along with Chandler Stevenson, who obviously clicks with Mark Stone. We saw that yesterday. Jeff.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and we're not crowning Jack Selkie, so I'll just put that. I mean, well, Bill's been fantastic too. So I, I take your point on that, Mallard. Uh, and, and I guess you could even compare it to the Norris, right? You kind of—that's almost yep. a years of service kind yep. of trophy too. But y- here's what I've seen the last two nights out of Chandler Stevenson. So we've got, you know, we were in person uh, watching him the last two nights. Against Calgary, uh, you know he had he got got it going. Him, him, and Stone, and and were you know once they got through that first period, the whole team, I thought was better. uh, You know, and Dorofiev is is fit right in there with those guys. One thing I noticed about Chandler the last couple nights is he's getting the wheels going again. He's going north south. Even last night when he picked up the puck on Stone's third goal, he just the guy that was trying to race for the puck. I mean, it looked like Chandler was just cruising. This is how strong a skater he is, and he just pulled away like there was nothing there, and, and got the puck back to Mark Stone, who was able to fire it home for the hat trick. So that's that's huge. That him, and, you know, and, and Stone uh, kind of, are, and Durov were fantastic last night. So I really like what I've seen of Chandler in the last couple of games, and I I don't know if, you know, it's they, kind of. What he brings is he brings that incredible pace and speed, and he's incredibly strong. So he backs teams off, and then nobody thinks the game like Stone does. And then Dorofiev's coming in and, and just been a really – he showed some some of his skill the other night and some of his grit. Uh, really impressive. So, And then you move on to Nick Waugh. You know, Nick, this is – yeah, you're right. This is a big opportunity for him, and I think he's more than capable. Um you know, he's been down on the fourth line, uh, you know, most of his time in Vegas and, and doing a great job. Now it's being asked a little bit more up front of him, and it might not come right away, but you saw it in the Calgary game, and you saw it again last night, where he does have the offensive flair. He does have the offensive capabilities. Um, you know, I'd like to see him. He got a little fine. He had a great chance last night. I think, you know, to steal word out of Coach Cassie's mouth, a little fine. Um, I think he needs to believe in the shot a little bit more and, and hit the net. And Because if it doesn't go uh, in, it's going to spill out front because he's got such a heavy shot. And then, you know, oh, it can cause havoc that way. So uh, I would agree that those two guys um, are going to carry the majority of the load. And then I like Michael Matteo at center. Uh, I just think he's been a Swiss Army knife for this team since he got here. He's, along with Howden, we were huge contributors last spring. And now, you know what? If you got to move Howden into center and Mario, uh, you know, at third and maybe Howden into the fourth spot there, um, you know, you got two smart hockey players. Howden's a little bigger player. Uh, but, you know, I don't know if there's too many players that are as creative or as smart out there uh, as Am- Mario. And this will be an opportunity for both those guys, too.
2: Hey, before we let you go, you do a lot of skills work with uh, kids around the valley. That pass by Chandler Stevenson—I I haven't looked at the the curve of the stick, but how does he on on the second goal? I'm talking about the the one that he slings across to Mark Stone, who then goes five. How how does he get that? he's, he's almost fading away while well, he does it and reaches around the defenseman to send that right across.
3: Well, if I could teach that, I would be on an island. i would on an island somewhere, <laughs> Mallard. So uh, you know, that's just. That's just Chandler Stevenson and that, uh, that ability. I mean, here's a guy that was playing on the fourth line in Washington for their Stanley Cup, and he comes to Vegas, and, he, and he's just, you know, like I said, the last two games, uh, he started to really look like himself again. And that's just a, a player that's got just incredible ability but and touch. I mean, when he played junior, he lit it up. Right. And then I was having this conversation with a friend of mine earlier today. I said, you know, every player that in the NHL was the best player on their team somewhere else, whether it's the first line guy or the fourth line, first D or, you know, the seventh 70, the, all these players were their best, were the best. And Chandler had unbelievable stats coming through junior, came into the league as a grinder, fourth liner. Now he's worked up and he showed last night his incredible strength and vision to be able to get that over to, to stone and, and then stone made no mistake. Right. So um, that's if he, I just thought to myself last night, if Chandler keeps playing like that uh, and, and, and he's, he's done that the majority of the time he's been here, uh, things are, are, are going to be just fine around uh, the Vegas golden Knights. Um, yeah. We don't want to see as many injuries as we have, but uh, you know what, uh, if he gets his game back on uh, those players like that can help carry a until the cavalry arrives to help you out.
2: Ryan, anything uh, last for Jeff?
4: Yeah, I I mean, you've you've kind of touched on down the middle, but you you kind of look at a couple of other players, and and Ivan Barbashev certainly who's who's going to be playing alongside Nick Waugh and and Jonathan Marsha. So uh, the impact that we know Barbashev can have on this team, especially to to kind of pick up some of the offensive slack. And then uh, Pavel Dorofiev just why does he work so well with Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone, because I feel like you're starting to get a glimpse of what those three can be when they fully understand what each other's capable of doing.
3: You know, I think, I think it's probably those Chandler and, and Mark's telling, you know, Pavel, Hey, listen, you do what you, you do. And like last night when he, he walked, I think it was Yossi, uh, got Yossi kind of on the tracks there and, uh, and walked him right in front of the net for, you know, what, uh, uh, for a great opportunity, uh, just a power move. I think that's part of being with two guys that are very confident in their own game as well. Saying, "Hey, you, you know, if you need to try something new uh, or try something different, and you feel go for it." Like, it, it, and that's that's really impressive that a player like that can play with two high-end offensive players like that. Because normally, back in the day, not long ago, and this is where I tip my hat to a lot of the coaches in the league now, especially Coach Cassidy. He put he brings him up from Henderson. He put they put him right with uh, two of their top offensive guys. And um, you know, and now, can you imagine as the Knights get healthier down the road, and Dorothea, you know, if he, he keeps growing his game and he can can become a fixture on that left side with Stevenson and Stone, man, I mean, the options for Coach Cassidy are are they're they're plenty. And uh, uh, last night he he i I think that's the best game I've seen him play and 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 it, yeah, it just shows you his upside and his smarts and his willingness to hold pucks and And that's the big thing, I think with those two. If he's willing to hold pucks, they're going to be able to get in into a position to get it back. And if he goes to the open areas, he's definitely going to get it back from them.
2: I love the way he gets the puck to the net, too. Uh, That philosophy is not lost on on us when you're talking about Bruce Cassidy. And the best part about being on the air, having a conversation on the VGK Insider Show with Jeff Sharples, is that I don't have to translate his text to me. That (laughs) takes my mind a million miles away from what I have to do. I don't know whether you're doing voice to text or you're not reading your text before you send them, but it's a challenge to decipher them.
3: Okay. So you're a product of the Manitoba public education system. So I, am. <laughs> I know that's a good school system, but it's not like you came from Harvard and you're chirping me, okay? So uh, just easy on that. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, who is the second
2: best player on your minor hockey system? When you said every NHL player is the best, uh, you played in the National Hockey League, so you were the best. I want to know who the second best guy in well, Terrace growing up was.
3: I, I, no, well, actually, uh, Wade Flaherty was our goalie who Ooh, played. Is yes. the goalie coach in Winnipeg now, and they're not yeah. doing too bad. The so Flats played a long time. We had Dale Kushner, who played in in Philadelphia. We had Rudy Pocheck that played with us.
2: Oh, I didn't know. So,
3: like, I mean, yeah, we and, and uh, I'm, I think I'm missing one other guy, but we. So the thing about our um, our team that we went to the Air Canada Cup, which uh, you know, toot toot for a second here, the Air Canada Cup was in, is like this state championship for the whole United States. So we had all the provinces there.
2: Yeah, U16. and we
3: out of that team, we had every one of those players went on to play uh, g- uh, junior at a minimum, and majority of them went on to play college. And some pro, so yeah, it was. Uh, I was pretty lucky. So, uh, what I'm I'm getting at with the best players is that, yeah, I mean, these people all go on, and they were all goal scorers at one point. But it's uh, you know, they are not all going to be goal scorers when you get to the NHL. So we we were pretty lucky in a small town to have that many players that went on to play pro.
2: Didn't know you went to the uh, U16 national championship there, Canada Cup. Uh, Tell us. Yes, we did. Yeah we, and,
3: uh, yeah, we and yeah, uh, we. For a little small town in northern British Columbia, it was a uh, it was a heck of a ride. But uh, yeah, that, that's it. So, Paul
2: Brandt, small town, big dreams, uh, great country artist uh, from Canada. Uh, thanks, Sharples. Uh, I'll, I'm sure I'll talk to you in ten minutes. But uh, good to be with you on the air. Thanks for
3: joining us. No, my pleasure. Uh, good to talk to you guys. Take care, Ryan.
4: Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. <laughs> okay,
3: buddy. I like See the you. formal uh,
2: relationship between uh, you guys. Um, we forgot a player when we were running down all the entries, and the three of us D- were bouncing we? names. Yeah, we were, we're mm. bouncing names around. You okay. Patera. I've got Patera on my list. Uh, well, he was never mentioned when we were going through uh, everything. So this is... Well, uh, the, we literally the, got him on my list. It's, it's interesting that there's so many... It just walks through it, and, and you, you, it's hard to keep track. That's where we are right now. So mm-hmm. it's you, you still can be competitive when you're the Santa Cup champions. You, you have that expectation of yourself. Uh, you just might have to get it done in a slightly different fashion, which leads us to yesterday's game as we mm-hmm. queue up the game rating.
1: To alcohol,
2: the cause of <coughs> and solution to... All of life's problems. Yeah. Chapman. All right. Well, well, good
0: bounce back game. I thought Logan Thompson played really well in the game. Mark Stone, first career. It's hard to believe that it was his first career regular season hat trick. But I think anytime you get a hat trick, matinee Monday game, you win the game four to one. Jonathan Marzio breaks a scoring drought. There's really no other place for me to go. It's a five out of five.
2: Yeah that's a good point. Like when, when you're and Ryan has been on us at times for mm. not factoring in the circumstance or the situation uh, of the game or uh, the opponent. Uh, but this does get down to, you, you kind of got to
4: realign the sights a little bit though. Right, Ryan. Oh, I was going five out of five for sure. Um, you know, you you look at the circumstances surrounding the golden Knights right now and the injuries that they're dealing with, you have to play to uh, a blueprint and they played to that blueprint yesterday uh, against the Nashville predators. And, uh, you know, it's as much as like, I don't necessarily view the predators in, in highly esteemed light. They are a playoff team right now. They're a tough opponent and the golden Knights had to really dig in to find a victory. And, you know, you talk about Mark Stone and, and his ability to lift the team up on his shoulders, the play from Logan Thompson, the ability to defend, all of those things are are important and they matter and you know the Golden Knights played to their identity in the game yesterday and they played to it for long stretches of time. So um, I don't view this as anything but a five out of five.
0: You know, and you mentioned that Nashville maybe not the, the most prolific opponent, but
2: I think Nashville's been one of the great stories in the well, national high season. They've gotten
0: points on the road in seven straight games <laughs> yeah. leading into the, leading into yesterday's game. So they're they've proven mm-hmm. to be a pretty good team on the road. So uh, you know,
2: new I, coach, new general manager, a team coming off missing the playoffs. A, a lot of folks had to just pushed them aside and say they're going to have to take a couple of steps back and then get into it. They are right there as a Western Conference playoff contender right now, and then uh, nobody should be looking past them. I went Champagne, uh, Don Pernod as well, uh, given uh, what uh, this team was dealing with. Uh, I'm, I'm sure people knew behind the scenes uh, what was uh, coming up for Jack Eichel, and uh, sometimes knowing is is a good thing. Uh, I, I point to that uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, Mark Stone was, was battling to get back in, in and out, and there was that wondering and i i'm not saying that was why they eventually were a team that uh, and a group that came up short and make the playoffs but I remember last year when when mark was out and it was mm-hmm. announced that he was out it was on the guys that were left and they picked up that ball and and they took it and i'll be curious to see if we have see a similar reaction from this team and and we saw it uh, kind of firsthand from the guy that was out last year saying, okay, let's go. And there's not a conscious decision. It's me now. Let's go. But you can raise maybe uh, a little bit or try to fill in in, in a different place. And I, I loved what I saw from uh, the Stone line and Stevenson. Uh, I loved uh, what uh, the Wall line uh, produced last night. And, and down the lineup, you, you saw some really good performances. uh Brendan Brisson playing in this first game, Uh, five shot attempts in 11 minutes. That's Mm -hmm. a great percentage. Uh, for a player in his first game getting looks. And uh, I know he had the the opportunity to hammer that puck home, he, and he said he got all of it. Uh, he got his first shot, which was a, an incredible look. Uh, the eyes must have been uh, wide as uh, manhole covers when he saw what was before him. Nobody else was uh, in front of him and UC Saros. So so that was uh, great. There was, there was a lot of real positive. And on the defensive side, uh, Logan Thompson was... Positionally great yesterday, uh, mm-hmm. made great saves, but uh, but I thought he was more controlled within the paint. Uh, made a couple of saves, one in particular in the second period where he was he was there, and that uh, just uh, kind of exudes that there's been some work done uh, in, in not getting outside the post uh, a little bit and the defensive side being strong in front of that. And Alex Petrangelo on two occasions was there to bat home, uh, bat away loose pucks and, and clear it away. So I thought there was beyond just the obvious of the first career regular season hat trick to Mark Stone and Jonathan Marshall still finding that, there was some pretty impressive plays throughout yesterday with the vegas golden knights
0: you know i thought jonas Rombier played a really good game like he doesn't really do anything prolific but it's like when you watch him he just goes out there he's he's a he's a really smart player i'll and, give you and, another
2: name kaden korzak has had two great games uh you go back uh, last uh three games he's been really solid for the golden knights uh, under that uh under the radar type player
4: and Chapman, to your point about Jonas Rombier, obviously when he's on the ice, he's killing penalties for you. You go 4 for 4 on the penalty kill last night, and that's an area of the game where the Golden Knights have had to improve, have had to be better, especially with Carlson and, and now Eichel out of the lineup. Uh, he gives you good, solid minutes there, and, and he was a big reason why the Golden Knights were able to to be perfect on the PK yesterday. Yeah,
0: he just kind of gets lost in the shuffle because this team is so deep, but He's a good player. He's a really fun player to watch, too. Like, he does things the right way, and, and it's one of those things where you're like, you know, this kid could probably be a pretty good NHL player if he was on in a position where he could play every night.
2: I have an assignment for you and everybody else who has the opportunity to use Google right now. If you're in the car, do not. Well, at least if you're driving, do not. If you're in the car and you're a passenger, Let's get on board with this. Yeah, no
0: driving and and texting or Googling.
2: So, Chapman and Wallace and everybody else, I want you to Google 1987 Canada Cup winning goal, Mario Lemieux. Okay? And I'm going to explain how that relates to the Vegas goal of the Knights and Mark Stone's hat trick goal yesterday when we return with vgk insider show and one-timers news and notes from around the national hockey league right after this
0: carlson left corner centered one-timer score
1: it's time for one-timers. one-timers a quick look at news and notes from around the national hockey league brought to you by paul padel law it's not about the injury it's about the recovery all right, let's get into it. We've got this
2: uh, comparison between the 1987, 1987 Canada Cup winning goal and last night's goal that Mark has Stone scored the hat-trick uh, off. Uh, that'll come up in just a little bit, but I want to get to a couple of things that are making their way around the National Hockey League right now. The Tampa Bay Lightning and general manager... Uh, uh, Breezeball, Julian Breezeball, coming out today and saying that Steven Stamkos is not going to be traded under any circumstances. Uh, he's put uh, an end to the speculation which was really stoked at the start of the year when Stamkos went public with being upset that uh, he's in the last year of his contract and uh, that the fruitile negotiations had not uh, started yet. So uh, that's been put to bed that uh, Stephen Stamkos will end this year as captain mm-hmm of the Tampa Bay Lightning.
4: Well, that's that's good. Um, I'm glad for Steven Stamkos. I, I think it makes a lot of sense for you know Julian Brisbois to kind of get in front of that because, you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning are a team that I think a lot of people expect will be able to make the playoffs and their captain is a big big part of that. So we'll see what happens beyond this year, but good for good for Stamkos. He's going to stay hadn't in heard Tampa. That
2: he was uh, going to be uh, out there at all, but obviously there is some scuttlebutt for Julian to uh, speak to a member of the media and make sure that that uh, has been put to bed. Doesn't mean that Stamkos is going to be there long term. They're going to talk about it at the end of the year and (coughs) hopefully hammer out a new deal, but who knows where it goes. Uh, You do open up the door by being so uh, patient and big picture uh, with this with the Tampa Bay Lightning that Stampkos mm-hmm. could right now say, I'm a couple of months away. Uh, yeah. Why don't I go down this path and take a look at it? Um, I- I'd be surprised if that does happen, unless his feelings are really uh, that hurt. Uh, Patrick Kane uh, will not play for the Detroit Red Wings uh, for the remainder of their current road trip, uh, which will take them uh, through the weekend. A possibility they could play on Sunday, but uh, I mm. doubt it. Uh, he was banged up early on in the game against Toronto the other day the game that uh, they had all the travel disruption uh, because of the weather and got to Toronto uh, just before the game they actually had to push the start time back for that game and uh, he left after a couple minutes. Uh, It's not related to his uh, hip that he had the procedure done the hip resurfacing so that's great news that it's just uh, something else If, if you can find great news in an injury that's going to keep a future Hall of Famer out
4: well if it you know it's great news in that obviously it's it's not related to um what kind of kept him out the first half of this season and you know when you look at the the detroit red wings they're right there in the playoff hunt they're right there uh in the wild card race and and patrick kane has been essentially who he's been throughout the majority of his career like he has put together a strong performance coming back from that that uh that hip surgery and you know, they're going to need him down the stretch if they really want to make a, a run at the playoffs. Just checking to see if
2: Alexander Ovechkin is in the lineup. He's not, so he's missing hmm. another game with a, a lower body injury. He took the morning skate today. There was a hope that he would be back, so he continues to battle injuries. The Winnipeg Jets getting Kyle Connor in the lineup tonight. Uh, Mark Scheifele is not playing as they host the New York Islanders, but Kyle Connor, the gifted uh, goal scorer, best uh, goal scorer on that team, and they've been great without him, uh, is back in the fold for the Winnipeg Jets uh, trying to move back atop the National Hockey League's overall standings. Uh, New York Rangers doing the Golden Knights and the rest of the Pacific Division a favor tonight as they have a sizable lead on the Seattle Kraken 4-1 despite being outshot by a pretty good margin. Uh, The Kraken uh, on the receiving end. I wonder if they've hit a bit of a flat spot uh, with uh, some of their uh, injuries that have been banged up. And the LA Kings continue to have difficulty as they trail the Dallas Stars right now. 2-0 late in the first period. The Stars, they have their own issues right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Matt Murray uh, has been recalled for the Dallas Stars because they've got injury upon injury in their, in their goaltending side of it, uh, with Jake Ottinger not being available right now and Scott Wedgwood uh, being hurt. But it is Jake Ottinger who is in goal tonight. And uh, I wasn't sure whether or not uh, they would go that route. Uh, they The problem is they can't lean on Ottinger for a big stretch because they want to take the time with them.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, that's the... That's probably the best thing for the Dallas Stars as they move through the remainder of the regular season and into the playoffs. Like, uh, You're going to have to manage the minutes for, for Jake Ottinger and, and manage the games. so you've you got to find a way, and Scott Wedgwood uh, kind of supplied that. Now uh, you're going to have to go a little bit deeper into your depth chart to make sure that you, uh, that you manage it correctly. Big game tonight to, to watch the Calgary mm-hmm. Flames working their way into
2: playoff contention. A big one against the Arizona Coyotes. Both clubs would would love two points out of that one, as far as the playoff race is concerned. And the Edmonton Oilers host the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, mm-hmm. That is just uh, got star power written all over it. Uh, looking forward uh, to those two uh, encounters as we uh, watch the National Hockey League schedule tonight. Uh, oh, Connor Bedard skated mm-hmm. yesterday and uh, yep. just just doing a bit of light work. Uh, Nothing can't take slap shots or. Uh, anything aggressive, anything that causes him to clench his jaw. He's got the broken jaw uh, out six to eight weeks, but, uh, but he basically he talked his, the training staff into, saying, into letting him go out there <laughs> wore them down. Now, they, they can say no. They would say no, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's almost like tongue-in-cheek there. They're not going to put uh, the, anybody into just like uh, what we've talked about with the Vegas Golden Knights. Nobody's going to oh, just override the, the training staff. But uh, Connor Bedard, that was cool to see him on the ice. Now, did you guys were you able to Google the 1987 Canada Cup winning goal in the game involving <laughs> Team Canada, led by Wayne Gretzky, against the Soviet Union, the USSR? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the goal is this it's a defensive zone faceoff. Canada breaks the puck up the ice in transition, and Wayne Gretzky gets the puck on the far boards. Drops it back to Mario Lemieux, who goes top shelf with Larry Murphy on the far post, the defenseman, Larry Murphy. It's Mm -hmm. down the left side of the ice as Lemieux goes uh, uh, and scores that goal, the drop pass from uh, Wayne Gretzky. How does that relate or compare, or is it like yesterday's hat-trick goal by Mark Stone? It just jumped out at me. It was the other side of the ice. It was down the right side. But Chandler Stevenson has the puck, uh, the top-line center, drops it back to Mark Stone, and he had Alex Petrangelo, remember, on the far post yesterday? Yep. There's no way with two goals and an opportunity to score the hat-trick that, with all due respect, Petro, that he was going to get that puck, uh, that <laughs> pass. So just like in 1987 with Larry Murphy, who we've uh, joked about, it's like almost... a Uh, It's an education in Canada. You learn it in the third grade. Uh, Larry Murphy was the most famous decoy ever uh, on that play (laughs) because you had Gretzky and Lemieux with the puck. Uh, Larry Murphy wasn't going to get it with the Canada Cup on the line. Uh, Petro wasn't going to get that puck yesterday with Stevenson and Stone going like they were, and Stone capitalizes uh, on the opportunity and goes top shelf for for, uh, the uh, hat-trick winning goal. So I thought that was pretty cool, And, uh, and he gets the big hat. Uh, I don't know whether you saw the hat. Oh, it that was that good. Had. Yeah, uh, so yep. everybody everybody <laughs> throws the hats on the ice for the hat trick winning goal. And this, this is one of the great things that uh, Bruce Cassidy has brought to the group. Uh, obviously, strategy and, and uh, winning. And he's so wonderful with his time with us in, in giving us insight into, into the game. But he's told the players, when you score a hat trick, take a hat pick a hat out and uh, we'll save it in the dressing room and uh, over the years you guys will have this collection of hats uh, that will be on a wall somewhere behind the the doors uh, of the Vegas Golden Knights dressing room and we've seen some cool hats uh, over the, uh, the time including uh, Mark Stone uh, with his hat trick in the Stanley Cup uh, final in game number 5 but yesterday he picked one that uh, from day number 1 from day 1 right uh, now there's some different mm-hmm. phrasing with it but it was sure. one of those uh, funky big oversized hats that uh that uh, that he picked out and the phrasing is is awesome so uh wonderful stuff there from mark stone
4: yeah i i i love the i love the tradition of of now grabbing a hat and kind of bringing that back and and having that collection and um, i approve the message that was on the hat that mark stone decided to take day yes. one
2: it was in reference to William Carlson's yes uh, yes the greatest speech.
4: the single greatest speech at a Stanley Cup rally that exists in the world yeah
0: the only problem is now if Carlson scores a hat-trick and there's a similar hat thrown on the ice I don't think he could take that hat
2: why not it, well you got to take whatever he wants. Nah, you wants I got to go yeah. something different no you, you're telling William Carlson he has to go down a different path yes I, I think it's all yes. but William Carl I didn't realize the speech uh, had done the inspiration on the fashion side of things, like hats. Uh, I told you earlier in this year that on the vanity license plates with the DMV, Mm -hmm. uh, they've had to get in the way of day one, uh, day Mm -hmm. one, uh, on some of the vanity plates that have gone out. uh, And uh, he inspired that side of uh, fandom. Uh, But uh, the hat, uh, that was cool. And uh, sometimes they'll, they'll make you take those things off because there's some language there. I like the fact that they were rolling with it, and then it's onto the ice, and that was the one that Mark Stone took for his first regular season hat trick. Uh, we'll be back with Catching Up with Chapman next on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
1: When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman.
0: Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So i got to give a big shout out and hello to my new friend Rachel and Alex and Chloe, who I did not have a chance to talk to, but uh, they can watch me on the news tonight. Channel 3 coming up actually in a few minutes. I'm going to be on the 6 o'clock news to talk about the sale of the LV lights to former Toronto Blue Jay All-Star slugger Jose Batista. Uh, in case you missed it, the lights were sold, uh, announced this morning that Joey Batts will take over as the ownership. He's a pretty passionate soccer fan and uh, really excited. So I had a chance to sit down with Tiffany Lane, actually, via Zoom. And uh, we talked a little bit about hopefully what fans can expect with the new ownership change uh, at the, with, the, with the lights. So uh, I'm excited about that. It was really cool to have the opportunity to sit down with the local uh, TV station. And, and uh, you can watch it on Channel 3 coming up in just a few minutes. Brian. Way to go, buddy! Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool, right? I'm proud of you on TV and everything. And people will get a, a peek inside my apartment because I was sitting at the kitchen.
4: There's table. only, <laughs> there's kitchen only, kitchen there's only one of it. us. There's <laughs> only one of us on this show today that's going to also be on TV. Well done!
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I get to be the, the television star today. What? Uh, what did you wear? I wore a Liverpool jersey. <laughs> Hey, the, the my, my buddy who works for the station, I texted him, I said, Hey, I've been on I've been on the station before in in studio and I wore a suit and I said, Do I gotta wear like a suit, shirt, and tie? It's like, No, nah, dude, they're gonna have you as a radio guy dressed like you're going to work. I said, Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> so uh, shout out to Brian Salmon, of course, one of the uh, sports anchors on Channel Three. I think Darren, you've done some stuff with him with the with the Silver Knights, if I'm not mistaken. Uh,
2: when it, they say it, dressed like you're going to work. Yes. I, I think that means something Different.
0: No, uh, no. He said, He said, listen, man, you could wear a baseball hat if you want. So I, I wore my Liverpool jersey, one of the Liverpool jerseys I have. Not the one that was signed by Patty Pimblett, by the way. Hmm. But uh, And, a,
2: and a, a hat. I love Patty the Batty. Yeah, he's a cool one guy. Favorite people that I've had a chance to sit down with on the section 117. Okay, so you're on in, uh, in a couple of minutes? Yeah, During yeah. that newscast? Yeah. What would you say? Uh, you'll just have to
0: watch. Oh, there it is.
2: True pro. Yes. Love it. Hey,
0: all these years of working with Darren have kind of, something's rubbed off on me.
2: Well done. Well done on that. Uh, Congratulations. I love that you get that opportunity. Thank you. To be leaned on in that uh, ilk of being uh, one of the local soccer insiders, the football insiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Thanks to everybody for listening today. Uh, Jack Eichel had successful surgery. Hopefully, he's back sooner than later as the Golden Knights work their way towards the All Star break. Talk to you tomorrow on the Beach of Game